My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for biofield tuning practitioners who want to turn their practice into an aligned career that points toward freedom, fulfillment, and flexibility. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Hey, Tuner. It's so good to catch up with you again. Today's episode is about knowing how to talk about what you do. This is definitely one of the most common things I hear from practitioners is that um, they don't know how to talk about what they do. And this is important to solve because if you're not talking about what you do, you're likely not doing the amount of sessions you want to be doing. Whether you want to be you know, making this a career or you're working towards um, certification, right? Even when you're working towards certification, trying to gather the um, clients who are actually genuinely interested um, in this, you know, talking a little bit about it can um, be beneficial in getting their interest. When I first started biofield tuning, things were different. Not a lot of people knew what sound therapy was, so I dreaded talking about it. I felt like every time I shared what I did, I'd get a glazed look and a quick change of subject or a head nod and a smile. (laughs) But now when I talk about it, I often get piqued interest and some genuine questions. And I often get the question, how do I book a session with you? Now, I think there's actually two things going on here. One, I think more and more people are open to learning about and trying new things like biofield tuning because they're ready to find another solution to their health. You know, they've gone the the traditional conservative, um, sorry, not conservative, what's that word? Um, uh, conventional <laughs> um, way. And um, they're just ready to you know, open up to new things because those things maybe haven't worked. The second thing is I'm now at a point where, you know, I've been talking about what I do for seven years. Um, So I'm feeling way more confident than when I used to. So much so that the moment that I sense that someone isn't interested, I just drop it. You know, it's not, it's not a matter of what I said or, how I said it, it's more like, you know, I, I feel very confident in what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And if they're not interested, it's because they're just not open. They're not interested. So I drop it and I don't try to continue to um, convince them. And I learned this skill by practicing. So there were definitely times I wanted to hide. And sometimes I would be the one who changed the subject. You know, people would be like, what do you do? And I just be like, you know, change the subject. Nice weather we're having, huh? <laughs> Just avoid it, right? I didn't, I wasn't comfortable. I was really dreading it. But for the most part, I continued to show up and train myself to be really proud of what I do. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. It's really, you know, talking about what you do confidently is a matter of generating the self-confidence from within and building the evidence for yourself so that you can feel really internally proud of your role as a practitioner and a healer. And it's that self-confidence that will drive you to speak about what you do 
in an articulate and confident way. So I'm going to give you a few tips. I've got four tips, I think, for you. Um, I have them numbered here, and I think if any more come up, I will, I will certainly, um, you know, be sure to mention those as they arise organically. So the first thing is, and you want to do these in order. This is a process to become more confident um, in talking about what you do. So the first thing, start by making a list of all the ways that you have been impacted by the services you are offering, whether that's solely biofield tuning or maybe Reiki, emotion code, whatever it is. Um, And it's really important that you spend a lot of time here because currently, if you're having a hard time talking about what you do, it's because your brain is confused. It's telling you you don't know how to talk about it. It's telling you you're not sure if it can help people. It's confused. So this exercise right here is evidence building. If you can't come up with anything, stop at this step and sign up um, with a series of sessions from a practitioner who's doing what you're doing or doing something similar to what you're doing. It's likely that you've forgotten or you haven't received enough of the work to feel good about putting it out there. Um, For the practitioners that are out there confidently talking about what they do, they have plenty of evidence of their own that what they offer changes people's lives, including their own. So step one, make a list of all the ways that you have been impacted by the services that you're offering. So how has it helped you? How has your life changed? What are the effects that it's had on you? I would say if you can, list 20 ways, like really spend time here. Don't just stop at five. Really build that evidence. The next step, step number two, is to choose one problem from your own list. And when I say problem, like, so choose what, how it's impacted you, right? Maybe you wrote down, um, I have much more energy. And so you may choose the problem, like, exhaustion, like the, the, maybe the problem that a lot of people have is exhaustion. So for example, if what you're offering is biofield tuning and you know that it has helped you with increasing your energy levels or sustaining your energy levels, and you know that many other people suffer from exhaustion or they feel, you know, fatigued on a day-to-day basis, then that's your answer for this step. Um, So another example of this is um, if what you're offering um, has helped you manage your own stress and you know that other people have stress, which people do, (laughs) then that's your answer for this step. So I was talking to a man today. Um, They were coming to look at the space that I've been renting. We're actually – we're moving Um, We're moving to a more kind of remote location. Um, It's on someone's property. Uh, It's gorgeous and it's going to be, it's going to be epic. (laughs) It's going to be much better than the space that we've been renting. The space that we've been renting is, it was really beautiful, beautifully designed, but there was no insulation in between the ceiling and the floor. And so you could hear every single thing the neighbors were doing. And it was by no fault of the neighbors, but, um, 
but just that poor kind of construction. Anyway, so someone came to look at this space and she brought her dad and he's probably, my guess is almost 80 and he's a, he's a country boy, right? And so he was asking me, so what is it that you do? And I said, I help people relieve stress. And he goes, what kind of stress? Like PTSD? Like you work with like better, what do you do? And I was like, well, everybody has stress. So all kinds of stress and stress can manifest in different ways and, you know, indigestion or insomnia, anxiety. Um, So I help people with that kind of stress and that helps with their symptoms of those things. And I usually end up with better digestion, more energy, better sleep and those types of things. And he kept asking me questions and it was so great <laughs> to be, you know, for him to continue to ask those questions. Um, so you can even just break it down as simple as that. Like um, I use a, a sound, I use sound to help people relieve stress. <clears throat> the third step, so that's the second step, just to choose a problem from your list that um, you have solved through this work. The third step is to take that problem and write out all the ways biofield tuning or whatever service you're offering can help. And here's a key part of this step, okay? Write it in a way that anybody could understand. Imagine that you're speaking to a 12-year-old. Don't write it in a way that only a biofield tuning practitioner would understand because most people cannot relate to that language. Really break it down to simple concepts. Use analogies. So if you're going to use the example of stress, right, you want to write about how biofield tuning can help with stress in a way that a fifth grader can break it down, fifth or sixth grader, I guess 12-year-olds are in sixth grade. Um, So what that might look like is like, you know, talking about how when we experience stress, we end up with sort of tangles in our field, in our biomagnetic field. And what the forks do is they smooth out those tangles. And so we don't feel as reactive to stress um, as we would normally. We don't end up feeling like we need to shout at everything that makes us angry. We can instead just process that anger in a healthy way. All right. So that's step number three is to break it down in a way that a 12-year-old can understand. Sorry if you can hear my dogs. They are, you know, ever since it's been, uh, you know, cold, snowy, icy, they've gotten very limited time outside. Cooper, our German short-haired pointer, he has broken pads, uh, not broken, uh, torn pads on the bottom of his feet. So we've been trying to take it easy. And, you know, there's consequences to that. (laughs) Lots of puppy energy in the house. All right. Step number four, this is really, that's all important. I know I say that everything's important, but this is, this is really important. Practice talking about what you wrote down as if you were in an actual conversation with someone. You can record it if you want to, and you'll notice that when you're sounding scripted versus when you're sounding like the words are just organically flowing through you, um, you'll notice that if you sound scripted, it's time to 
continue to practice. If it sounds like you can like have this really dynamic conversation, even though it's just you, then that's a really good sign that, you know, you can move forward and talking about this to other people. Even if you do sound scripted, even if you do feel nervous, I love what Eileen taught me when I was first, um, Eileen McCusick, when I was first um, teaching this work. Um, you have to be willing to look like a fool uh, for the first 15 minutes anytime you do something new. And so allow yourself to just stumble a little bit. Allow yourself to hesitate, to try and find the words because that kind of practice is what's going to lead you to actually that organically flowing through kind of dynamic um, speaking conversation. You want to believe that you're capable of this, even if you're not, like you haven't seen the evidence for yourself, even if it has felt stumbly. Because that belief in yourself will give you the gumption to try it, to go out and practice. And it's the practicing itself that will give you the confidence in yourself to keep talking about it. So it really does take practice. Give yourself time, compassion, and patience. And um, if you want to even just send me a line about, you know, maybe you came up with something really clever um, of how to explain this work and you want some feedback, feel free to send me a line, me at jillianfaldmo.com. And I've never done this before, but I want to send you off with a little throat chakra clearing. So just one second. Let me grab my tuning fork. Hopefully it sounds okay. Hopefully you can hear it. We're going to see. So go ahead and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose. Placing your awareness on your throat chakra. And allow this sound to resonate through your entire being. Okay, my friend, may the forks be with you and I'll catch you next time. Bye. If you are loving these podcast episodes, this is the time to start applying these tools to your business and your practice. Consider joining the Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program where you can work on these skills with tailored and individualized support. To learn more, visit JillianFaldmo.com. That's Jillian with the J, Faldmo, F-A-L-D-M-O dot com. Mm-hmm.